This podcast is part of the Podbelly Network. Please visit podbelly.com to see a complete listing of all of our other shows. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hey there, this is Diane. And this is Kelly from the History Goes Bump podcast. You have the chance of a lifetime to join us for a ghost hunt and a live show. And we're going to be doing it with one of your other favorite podcasts. Hillbilly Horror Stories. September 17th and 18th. We'll be doing a ghost hunt at the St. Augustine Lighthouse. We'll have a couple of special guests joining us as well for that. And on Saturday the 18th, we'll be having a live show. And during that live event, Kelly, we're going to be sharing about some Victorian houses that are haunted here in Central Florida. Looking forward to it. There'll be a meet and greet, a Q&A. It's going to be a great time. You do not want to miss this. For more information, go to historyghostbump.com and click on the St. Augustine Hunt tab. and You'll find out how you can get tickets to both. Better do it soon, though. There's very few tickets left. See you there. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 266 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Tracy, we want to start off, obviously, by thanking all of our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country they represent. Yes. Uh, God bless you guys. And we're praying really hard for the people in Afghanistan and to get our troops home and it's just a crazy, crazy world, but, you know, we keep you guys in our prayer. We love you all so much, and thank you for all you do for us. Well, we're handing out prayers. We also want to send out prayers to uh, our good friends and neighbors in Tennessee, especially um, in Waverly, Tennessee, which is just a, a little bit east of Nashville. Wow. 17 inches of rain in an hour. I cannot even fathom that. Latest updates that I saw, 20 people dead and over 30 people still missing. You guys definitely have our our heartfelt uh, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, that's it's just words don't even Yeah, I mean, describe. I just can't even imagine that. That just seems like it cannot happen, but it did and so we just pray for everybody that's um, in with that and the responders and trying to help locate people and help them. So God bless you all. And as usual, we want to remind people that if you're struggling right now, I mean, maybe you've got some loved ones that are in Tennessee that are just uh, you can't get your mind off of, or maybe you're just having problems with uh, the uptick in the COVID cases around the country, or maybe you're struggling with finding a job. Whatever the case may be, just realize that uh, nothing is so bad that you need to take matters into your own hand. All things shall pass, and if you need to talk to somebody, we're here for you. We've taken a couple of calls over the last few days. I was talking to, when we were doing our live show last night, I was actually talking to somebody that was struggling uh, in between mm-hmm. the time that Bro Heil was on and before we came on, I was sitting there talking to somebody, so... 
we're never too busy to talk to somebody who's struggling. Absolutely, guys. Please reach out to us or reach out to the group. Um, if you would rather call the suicide hotline number, it's 1-800-273-8255. You can also text them at 741-741. Please reach out. We'll always be here. Tracy, before we get started on the show that we have tonight, uh, I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who sent uh, birthday wishes for myself and everybody who came out to the show last night. It was phenomenal. And uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later, but I did want to get that in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people bring us so many nice gifts that we've got now stationed already in the oh, uh, podcast yeah. room. But a uh, big thank you f- to them for showing up and, and having fun. And also a big thank you to Brohio for showing up big as they always do. And for uh, the five old, or paranormal crew from the 502, Shannon and her gang came out and did a great job. It was so. awesome. It was great. All right, so this week's story, Tracy, is going to be a little bit shorter than usual because, to be honest with everybody, we made a few road trips this week, (laughs) and it was damn near impossible to get much done. But I didn't want to just pull another story out from Patreon or something from the past. I wanted to give something new, so that's what we got. Yay, baby! So so we went to uh, Columbus, Ohio. Which that took up uh, most of Tuesday because we left at like eleven o'clock or something on Tuesday. Tuesday, so we went to Columbus and we saw Green Day and we spent the night there and came back. And then as soon as I got back on Wednesday, I had to turn around and go to Louisville and find a lot of stuff for the show that we were doing and pick up some equipment. So pretty much Tuesday and Wednesday were out of the loop for us as far as doing anything. Um, and then obviously we had the show on Saturday, so we already got three days out of the week where we couldn't do anything podcast related. So I, we crammed and spent 12, 13 hours on each Monday, uh, and, uh, Thursday to try to get as much done as we could to still get all the episodes out. So this episode is going to be a little bit shorter, but I still think it's a pretty cool episode. Mm -hmm. Don't you have an interview later too? Yeah. I was going to say, um, we've got a great conversation with Ian Gibbs and Jason Kelly at the end of the show, and you guys are probably going to say, Ian Gibbs, I know that name. And you do, because most of you know him from the Ghost Story guys. And now he started a new podcast with Jason called Ghost and Bears. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I'm not going to get too much into it right now, but obviously there's a little bit of controversy with Ian not being on the Ghost Story guys there's a lot of questions and stuff, and we get into it a little bit in the interview as as uh, why he's not on the show anymore. Oh, so, okay. So I'm sure there'll be questions, and okay. we do cover that. Now, if I say haunted rectory, most people that are familiar with the paranormal are going to immediately think of the Borley Rectory over in Great Britain, but it's not the only one. You know, I'm glad you said rectory, because I didn't think you were going to say that. Haunted rectum. I thought that's where you were going for it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, um, we are not going there. No, we're not going there. <laughs> so, the Borley Rectory is by far the most famous haunted rectory in the world. No kidding. I mean, it's not even close. And the episode we did on Borley Rectory is actually one of my favorite episodes. Because mm-hmm. the rectory is haunted, but also the church... Is haunted too, and then the whole grounds that it sits Ooh. on, and it's so old, and 
just got such a history to it. But like I said, it's not the only one. Today we're going to talk about the Epworth Old Rectory. It was the center of high power religion and political conflict during the 18th century. As in Great Britain, that time was very volatile for a lot of different reasons. The kind of atmosphere that this produced would be perfect to create poltergeist activity, and wouldn't you know, that's what happens. So a little history. We're going to talk about the Wesley family. Now, the Wesley family took over the church near the end of the 17th century. This was a very cantankerous time between the Catholics and the nonconformists. Because back then, that's kind of how it was set up. You had the Catholics, Mm -hmm. and then you had everybody else. And the Catholic religion was the religion to most, and everybody else was just going against the rules. And that was time for conflict and uh, fights and wars and everything. We all know about the Crusades and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So... You got a lot of that going on right here. John Wesley had founded Methodism, and he was going to record everything that would go on here at the rectory. Now, Samuel Wesley was the new rector of the, uh, the, the parsonage there. The Wesley family had some deep convictions on church and politics, that usually conflicted with the establishment at the time. So they were always bumping heads with somebody. The Wesleys stood their ground no matter what the consequences were. For example, in 1662, Samuel's grandfather, Bartholomew, was kicked out of the church in Dorset under the Act of Uniformity. So you wouldn't do them what you're supposed to. You know, you're going against our beliefs. Get the hell out. Samuel's father was kind of in the same boat. He was kicked out of the church in Devon, and then he was arrested for not using the Book of Common Prayer. Oh. So they took their religion seriously. Seriously, sounds like. You know, you didn't use the right Bible or you didn't use the right book. That was terms to be put in jail. Samuel's wife, Susanna, her family was no stranger to trouble either. Her father, Dr. Samuel Annesley, was kicked out of the church in London in 1662. Oh my gosh. I cannot be imagine being kicked out of church. <laughs> Samuel loved Susanna, but uh, they often butted heads themselves in their relationship, mm-hmm. mainly because they were both stubborn and they stood by their beliefs to the end. A good example of this would be 1701. Legislation was enacted to make sure that the this is a group, I guess, that was taken over. The the Hanoverians were going to take over the British throne. Mm-hmm. Susanna refused to say amen at the end of a prayer for the new king. Samuel was so mad that he left her and he didn't return to the rectory until 12 months later because she wouldn't say amen. Boy, he held a grudge a long time. Right. So why am I telling you this? Because the haunting that fell upon the rectory is seen by many as a punishment for Susanna's disrespect for King William at the time. You'll see a little bit why they think that here. I was going to say, how does she have that much power? So the church was behind Susanna, oddly enough. They felt like that, you know what, she had had every right to do that, and we kind of take her side on this. She didn't like the king being who he was, and Mm -hmm. it is what it is. So in fact, the church ended up 
burning down the actual church building in 1709 in protest. Oh, but they, some, they burnt it down. They burnt it down oh. their own church, oh, but it was rebuilt by the end of the year. So, hmm. sounded very like a costly uh, protest yeah. to me. Yeah. This should have went another route. Right. Because if you're going to burn down your own church and then turn right around and rebuild it. Yeah, that's... Maybe they just needed a new church and that was yeah, their way Yeah, maybe that was her excuse. So let's talk about the haunting. John Wesley recorded the very first paranormal incident in 1715. He was only 13 years old at the time. It was on the evening of December 2nd. One of the servants by the name of Robert Brown was sitting in the dining room with one of the maids that were there. There was a knock at the door. Robert opened the door, but no one was there. And that was Ninja doing his best opening the door sound. Dude, that was the best timing ever. Or a frog. It was one of the two. (laughs) So, anyway, this went on for several minutes of him opening the door and closing the door nobody there. Only, as it got a little bit later in these times... They start to hear some growling and some groans that were accompanying the knocking. Oh, no way. That would scare me to death. As Robert started on his way to bed, he noticed that there was a hand mill grinding all by itself. Which, you know, it's one of those ones you little hand crank. The little, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was, I guess, sitting up in a bowl and just turning with no hands on it whatsoever. Oh, my gosh. They could put that in your face well, and grind your face in your sleeve and there'd be nobody there. I don't, I think that's probably taking it a little bit far. But what if it did that? Like if you, you're asleep and you wake up and they're grinding your face. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I just pictured it in my head. Anyways, he went on to bed anyway. I guess it. You know, he was safe from the grinding. He was fine, I guess. <laughs> but the next thing he didn't feel safe about, and and this is kind of funny, he was scared out of his wits when he heard the loud gobbling of a turkey <laughs> and the sound of someone stumbling out of his room. So he gets up to his room and he hears this, and then knock stuff get knocked over. He was a turkey the whole time. No. It was just a goblin turkey sound, and then the sound of somebody stumbling out of his room. Eee, what a creepster. So the next day, he tells the dairy maid about his encounter, and believe it or not, uh, she didn't believe him. She's oh. she's like, okay, I'm not buying the drunk turkey or whatever's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so that was going to change for her, though, because her opinion's we're going to be skewed soon enough because that night she was putting butter on a tray and she heard knocking come from the same shelf that the milk was kept. So as she investigated, the knocking got louder and it freaked her out and she ran from the room. This was the start of the paranormal activity that would now plague the family over the next two months. Now he's snoring real loud in the other room. I know it. He got bored of us. I guess. The chaos was the complete opposite of the normal, strict and orderly routine that was taking place in this household. John's sister, Molly, had an experience the same night as the dairy maid. 
Now, she was already in the dining room, just kind of sitting down. She was reading. She heard a door from the hallway open up. Then she heard the rustling sound of a dress, because you know how that sound makes, yeah. these, mm-hmm. especially these older dresses. She heard it kind of start walking around the room where she was and walked right past her. She didn't see anybody. She just heard it. So Molly calmly stood up and walked out of the room. After dinner, Molly was in her bedroom with her younger sister, Suki. That's right. Her name was Suki. She kind of lightheartedly mentioned what had happened earlier. I guess just uh, so she said, uh, you're out of your mind. She could just blow it off. Mm -hmm. But as she was speaking, a knock sound kind of started from underneath the table where they were in the room. Then an iron-framed casement started clattering. The girls later discovered that there was a former resident of the rectory named Jeffrey who had died there. So you know where their mind automatically went. Mm -hmm. They assumed that the incidents were probably tied to Jeffrey. Well, later that week, another sister by the name of Hetty heard some heavy footsteps coming from downstairs from the attic. It went right past her. So she's standing there on the steps. She hears the footsteps and she physically hears them pass her. Oh, no. Uh-uh. On the steps. No way. Then the oldest sister, Amelia, she started hearing noises like someone was throwing a large rock in the middle of the kitchen. She said it sounded like somebody just tossed it. It landed right in the middle of the kitchen floor. She goes in there and checks, sees what was going on, but there was nothing disturbed in there at all, and there was definitely no rock or anything heavy that could have made the noise. That's just so crazy. This These ghosts are whack. <laughs> Amelia also chased a knocking sound that she heard around the hall and the kitchen the following night. She was eventually pinned up against the wall by a door that violently flew open. Wrong, talk about remaining at the wrong place at the wrong time. Whoa. So the kids were seeing all kinds of stuff, but when they approached their mother, she was obviously skeptical. A few days after initially telling uh, Miss Wesley about what was happening, Amelia came to her and begged her to please come into the nursery. Now, the nursery hadn't had a cradle in it for several years. Mm-hmm. But as they stood there, there was the unmistakable sound of a cradle being wildly rocked on the wooden floor. Mr. Wesley, he was outraged, and he scolded his wife for going along with the belief that the children's and, and the servants were actually seeing stuff. So he thinks, you know, hey, you need to be the adult here. They're coming to you and telling this, and you need to tell them it's nonsense, basically. That night, though, Mr. Wesley had kind of gathered the whole family and the servants together for prayers. So they're all all in the, the living room. During the prayer, a knock started traveling all around the room. Good. This happened every evening after this at the exact time that he mentioned the newly Haver- Havernarian, I'm sorry, Hanoverian 
King George. Now it's King George instead of King William. Mm -hmm. But I guess he had just taken over. And whenever, I guess in the prayers and stuff back then, they always mentioned the king. So when they mentioned King George, that's when this knocking would start. So the haunting seemed to be directly related to his wife's earlier refusal to recognize King William as the King of England. Did he apologize? She did not. He did not? No. Well, why didn't he apologize? I don't know. I didn't see that in my research. I don't know, but if I was all them people, I'd be like, in your face, <laughs> biatch. So, Mr. Wesley then invited another clergyman by the name of Mr. Houle from a nearby uh, town called Haxie to come in and pray to try to remove the ghost of Jeffrey, because they're now assuming that's still who it is. Well, it didn't work. And... Reverend Wesley threatened the spirit with a pistol. Because you know that works. Well, yeah. Hello, duh. (laughs) Now the spirit turned its attention to him. At one point, throwing him completely against a wall. Nice. So whatever this thing was, it became more powerful and started to make itself visible. Miss Wesley saw what she described as a, get this, headless badger run under Amelia's petticoat. What's a badger? Like an animal? Yeah. Oh. Is that thing a badger that's sitting behind your computer? What the hell is that thing? That's an owl. Oh. It's close, though. It didn't have a head? It didn't have a head. wonder why. I don't know. That's what it looked like, though. Oh, wouldn't you die if it went under her dress? That's what it said. Oh, my gosh. But the... The creature was also seen by other members of the parsonage. Robert Brown, remember we talked about Mm -hmm. him? He was one of them. He said that it resembled a rabbit, Mm -hmm. but he still saw something. Then they would have animal squeaks were something that was heard and a maid. (laughs) What? No, I was just thinking the the animal went under her dress and she didn't have no underwear on it. It said, eek! That was a squeak. Okay. Oh. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Animal squeaks are sometimes heard, like I said, and a maid was heard what she described as a death rattle. Oh, no. Well, that's... She thought it was a death rattle other than a squeak? Yeah. Oh. I guess maybe there was both going on. That's so scary. So Mr. Wesley became so scared that he wrote to his oldest son and he begged him to come back to Epworth as his son was getting ready to actually come home he got another letter saying that everything had stopped and that's really the end of the story oh my I know it's not much of an ending but that's it just stopped I mean I'm just glad that they proved him wrong I know that's why I shouldn't be taken out of this story but (laughs) Of course not. <laughs> well, is, don't sit there and call all these people liars. Well, but you got to understand, this man is the reverend of the church. And most people in that day, especially being the head of a church, they didn't believe in that kind of stuff. That was pretty much blasphemy in a lot of religions. To sit there and, and believe that there are ghosts. There are people today that don't believe there, there are ghosts if they're extremely religious. Yeah. 
It just depends on the religion, you know, religion you're in and how you want to look at it. So. Yeah. Are you going to throw up? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. Well, it was a good story, for real. Yeah, I mean, it was a short story, but it was yeah. something. Yeah. And like I said, Ian and, and uh, is going to come on and tell us some stories in a second. And you guys will find out a little bit about their new show. So yeah. that's really cool. So, Tracy, we're going to take a really quick break from our sponsor. And then you'll come back and tell us that we didn't have any patrons this week. <laughs> and, <laughs> and half of these people I can't pronounce from the iTunes. So we're going to do good here in a minute. All right, Tracy, uh, before we get into that, I want to, you probably heard the, the little ad at the beginning. There are about eight tickets left for St. Augustine, if you guys want to come to see uh, us and obviously Diane and Kelly from History Goes Bump. And there's about the same amount of tickets left for the uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse mm-hmm. investigation. So It's exciting, man. Yep, it's coming it's gonna, up. I can't gonna, wait. Yeah, a month away. We're a month, less than a month yeah, away. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a less, isn't it? Yeah. A less. So, yeah, it's a less. It's a less of a month. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, I think she told you on there, you can go to History Goes Bump, but you can also go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and it's on there. Uh, we This is, I guess this is big news. I need to bring this up. The Galveston, Texas show has been canceled. We had a, a bunch of things happen all at one time. So it's kind of beyond our control, but uh, unfortunately that show will not be happen- happening. I've reached out to everybody who had bought tickets and refunded who wanted them refunded and also uh, gave an option to switch over those tickets to the Dallas show, which will be the next night. Yeah, we so, actually had some people. Yeah, we've had it. somebody switch over to Dallas. Somebody somebody couldn't travel to Dallas, so they were a little closer to Galveston. And uh, I'm still waiting to hear back from two more people. So if you're hearing this... And didn't get the email or uh, wouldn't didn't know that the show has been canceled. Just reach out to me and we'll take care of it. But we're still going to go, and y'all can join us on the beach. Yeah, we're yeah we're still going to Galveston. We're just not going to be doing a show yeah. there. And we're still doing Memphis, and we're still doing Dallas. Yeah. So. Oh. There you go. All right, Tracy, what do you got over there? Debbie does Dallas. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something in my chapstick. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I know I'm going to do these iTunes, but man, I just can't thank you guys enough for coming to our show last night. We had so much fun. And man, people came from all over the place. I was no. so surprised. We had Wisconsin, we had Maryland, Michigan, Ohio, Indianapolis. Yeah, Indiana, Tennessee. Like I said, that's like I said, Ohio already. But I mean, there was. That's just so amazing. And my gosh, I'm telling you, people were so generous, like Jerry said before, and just brought us the sweetest gifts that just meant the world to us. And and it was just just so good, all of us getting together and just being together and just having a blast. And man, I don't know, it was just so much fun. So that's why we're looking forward to these other shows that are coming up. But anyway, I just wanted to say a big thank you guys for doing that. And, um, okay, I am going to spell this because I know I'm going to say it wrong. You know what? No, I'm going to spell it. It's M-L-I-Z-A-L-E-Z. I know I would screw that up, so I didn't say it. The next one is Donna. 
Brandon Gamble, happy birthday to you tomorrow, sweetheart. I hope you enjoy your most precious day. And also we had Mojo Lobster, Jason B. And I'm probably going to mess this one up too. Uh, Tanol J. Tanol J. I know that's wrong. T-A-N-O-L-E-J-A-Y. I'm trying to get fancy over here. But you are. I butchered it. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for the reviews. We appreciate them so much. And uh, you just make our hearts so happy. And that's it. Yes, it was great. Just love you guys. And you guys bought a hell of a lot of t-shirts last night. Yeah, thank you guys for that, too. That was so incredible. We, like, almost sold completely out. Yeah, we had, like, 35 t-shirts, and I think we got maybe seven or eight left. Yeah, so thank you guys for that, um, for your all support. It means so much to us. And the place where we had the live show, the people there were awesome. We want to have another show again there next year. They were so sweet and so accommodating to us, and they told us they really enjoyed the show what they could hear of it and stuff and you know uh, just a big thank you again guys for coming out and supporting and just love every one of you guys and i know bro high feels the same way yep absolutely all right are you ready to hear are you ready for a good time I knew you were do that. let's are you ready to hear from ian and jason i so am ready all right well Bring let's turn it, it up Hey guys, welcome back to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And uh, I'm excited about this one. This one's actually been set up for about three or four weeks. Everybody's got busy schedules. Took a while to get everybody on board on this one as far as time-wise, especially when you live on the West Coast and we're on the East Coast and yeah. that three hours difference. It's not as bad as Australia with the 14-hour difference, but I can I can have this. We are joined by Ian Gibbs and Jason Kelly. They are the hosts of Ghosts and Bears it's a fairly new podcast. It's a very fun podcast. They do stuff a little bit different than some of the competitors out there. And I think you guys are really going to like this. And I want to start off by saying thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks Thank for having us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jason, we're going to talk to you in just a second. I have to start with Ian first, because <laughs> there's probably going to be a lot of people that sometime during this uh, interview, they're going to say, I know that voice. <laughs> or they're going to say... There's not a whole lot of Ian's out there in the podcast world. And that name and that voice is going to sound familiar because you were the second half of the ghost story guys for what, about four years or so? Four years. Yeah, we started it together. And yeah, we had a four year run on that one. Now, things have taken a, a change. Obviously, you got a new project going on. You are no longer with ghost story guys. Yeah. And you've got this new project going on. Talk to me a little bit about, about ghosts and bears, uh, how to get started, how that name come about, because that one's curious enough right yeah, there. I know. I know. It, it's a bit weird. So the whole ghost story guys thing kind of uh, ended uh, January or December of, of last year. Um, bit of a surprise to me. And, you know, but, you know, life happens. All you can do is adjust your sales and and match the wind. And, and that's kind of what I did. And um the funny part was Jay and I were uh, on vacation together and uh, it all went down. And then within 36 hours of that happening, I said to Jason, I'm like, hey, I have this idea for another podcast and I think we should do it together. Yes. And um, 
came up with ghosts and bears and the name comes from well we're going to talk about ghosts because you know i've got a couple of ghost books and i've done the podcast and i do ghost walks <laughs> here in victoria so it's kind of obvious um and then the bears is kind of a, a goofy one because uh in uh gay lingo a bear is a big guy and that's what we both are so we figured hey we'll go with ghosts and bears and, and that's what we're gonna do um and the funny part was i went that weekend i got ghostsandbears.com i got ghosts and bears on insta i got ghosts and bears on facebook i got ghosts and bears at gmail.com i set everything up and then nothing happened and it took me <laughs> it took me about uh probably may it was may wasn't it yeah about may i had a a meeting with my publicist for the next book that's coming out in october the vancouver's most haunted book and he goes and what's happening with this podcast you're planning and and i was like oh, you know, everything's ready to go. And, and, you know, and, and he goes, okay. And so why is it not happening? And I said, well, honestly, I'm kind of freaked out about doing it. And, and I don't really know all the ins and outs of it. And he was quiet for a minute. And then he goes, so you are the reason it's not happening is basically (laughs) it. And I was like, yes, yes, that would be true. And that was it. It just sort of pushed me over the edge and and kickstarted me. And uh, we were recording that week, weren't we? We just jumped yeah. into it and and launched it, just, and just do it. We yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Jay was so sweet because he's been he's been saying since January, since we came up with the idea, it's like you know we got to start that podcast. We got to start, and I'm like, I, I know uh, we we will, you know. Uh. So yeah, so it was uh, with Jay's encouragement and the publicist's shove in the back of my uh, back that uh, made me really take the leap and it's been great it's been it's been so much fun to do and we have fun doing it because we love to travel to different places and 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 as much as we can during covid of course um and and gather stories and you know interview people and and just sort of have fun doing it so let me ask you this i think do you do you think the publicist giving you that little extra incentive, that little kick in the pants? Do you think that that was really the big key in getting it started as quick as you actually did get it started? Yeah, honestly, uh, uh, I had already had people reach out to me, you know, when the other podcast en- ended for me, uh, and say, "Whatever help you need, we're here. Whatever you need, we're here." Uh, people who are already podcasting, and so I got in touch with a couple of them, and I'm like. I don't know where to put a podcast. Like, how do you get it out into the, into the wider world? And here's what you do. Here's where you need to sign up. Here's where you, and you just sort of learn on the fly and people would send in messages and say, Oh, can you put it on, you know, Podbean or whatever? And I go, well, let's find out, you know, and I would just, <laughs> I would see if I could do it. And so the final hurdle, the big hurdle was Apple iTunes, getting it on there. Cause that's a bit of a thing. Um, and then when that was done, um, the last one was iHeartRadio. Cause you had to wait three months before you could get on iHeartRadio, and now we're on. Woo. So nice. Awesome. So yeah. So I think, I think his good hard shove um, off the edge of the uh, cliff was exactly what I needed to do. And it's been nonstop now, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm just go, go. Yeah. It's go, go, go. So. I love the fact that that story came up. Cause when you told me that story, uh, when we were texting back and forth, yeah. I love that aspect because I'm a very driven individual. And I take a lot of pride in doing stuff that, A, somebody says, oh, you can't do that. I was told that about comedy. I was told that about the podcast. I was told that about several things. I need things like that to motivate me. I'm all about not trying to use excuses because we can all come up with excuses for everything. 
hundred percent. What he said, or, or she said, because I'm not sure, whatever the publicist yeah. said, yeah, was dead on. Oh, so you're holding yourself back. You're holding yourself back, and, and that's you, always the case. How do you, how do you, how do you make an excuse on that one? Because he got me right between the eyes on that one. Like, well, so you're the issue here, and it was like, yeah, yeah, I am. There's no getting around that, and and it was, it was really helpful. And Jay was like, oh, finally, you know. <laughs> so, so we just hit the ground running, and 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 off we went. It's yeah, it's been really fun. All right, Jay. So have you had any podcasting experience before this? No, no. Uh, I've had some public speaking. So in that right. regard, it didn't bother me that much. It is it is a learning curve for sure. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not always in the now in regard to just you know, discussing things more. I, I like to be prepped, <laughs> right? Notes in front of me, a PowerPoint, I can fly away. So it is a certain, it is a big curve for me and I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, you're getting, you're just getting better and better. Like I, I, I hear the beginning episodes and I hear now and he just, he's rolling with it and he's jumping in on the interviews and, and he's doing great. He's, he really is. And He's someone who, um, like he said, doesn't have a lot of experience doing this. So he's you're learning on the fly, but <laughs> yeah, he's doing real well. It's uh, I'm I'm very very busy in my personal life, That's which is why I haven't had problem. a ton. So um, my contributions are I, I love the photography, so yeah. um, I wanted to bring this together in regard to getting the travel going that's the real kicker i think in this regard is yeah. is being on site not just sitting in in a desk because i already do that you know we both already my normal that, yeah. my normal job right accounting. so i love travel and yeah. and blending the two and meeting other people in other communities you know we're going to be in los angeles end of september yeah. early october i got that booked um we'll be we'll be looking for possible interviews in that time period yeah. we're or just stories in history you know where that's what we're all about so yeah we're we're heading on a big vacation two weeks off so we're going to be traveling around a couple of provinces british columbia and alberta and and hopefully get some good material there i'll get some photographs and and in, yeah for me that's my main contribution is is just trying to get us in these certain areas and reach out to local people and he's like and, our, our travel coordinator <laughs> you know, nice. well with it's, it's tough because you know this is kind of spur of the moment thing we, we've had the vacation planned for a while but we were actually hoping that the borders would have opened up because we were desperate to want to go yeah. on a you know the pacific coast highway interstate 5 interstate 15 you know, it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> no. So quick, quick rethink, look where the wildfires <laughs> okay. are and yeah. we're going to, you know, dodge <laughs> from, but. but for me, yeah, it is, it is certainly a, a big learning curve and, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So thank you. It's, and, it's, and, and I've had people say, how, how come Jason's not on it more? Cause I do a lot of the pre stuff and post stuff and he's more involved in the story time. And I said, so one day I, on the podcast, they finally explained it all. And I'm like, he plays in two different bands, trumpet. He works full time. He's got a car brokerage business. He helps people find cars and he delivers uh, for a pharmacy every night of the week. So when exactly is he supposed to sit around <laughs> with me? Right. And so I'm now just the CFO of another company. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very um, busy. So I grab the time when I can get it and I will schedule him in and say, Hey, you know, like Friday night, we're going to go downtown. We're going to record this story. Okay. And he's there and he's there and he's present and he's doing it. So that's all I can ask for. And if I do the rest and fill in all the blanks, that's cool. <laughs> it's kind of fun being, um, 
more hands-on. I didn't get to be that hands-on in the other podcasts. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of time. So it's fun to have this creative project where it's like, I get to make the decisions and we get to decide what we want to do and, and do it as we do it and, and just have it a little more relaxed. But um, for me, it's very community focused. Uh, building up a community a bit is important to me. Um, I know when I was a kid, getting scared by ghosts stuff there just wasn't a whole lot and then it was the books reading ghost books made me feel more comfortable and made me realize oh okay I'm not by myself here this is this isn't so crazy and um that was my biggest joy about writing my first book was that I got to contribute maybe to someone else's um comfort level or education or reassurance and I see the podcast the same way like tell us your story. Like, we're not, we're not going to judge you on it. We just want to hear it. And, and um, if we can make it better, even just by sharing it, then we've done our job. So that's, that's a big part of it for me. I grew up in a house that was extremely negative energy. Very, very, very bad. Yeah. Um, It's still, we, I took him up uh, 2017, 2018 to see this house. And uh it's it was purchased by an individual and now it's rented out and and it was sweeted so the person who bought it for me sweeted and i didn't realize this i i was going to sweep the house myself if i kept the house i would have done the same thing sweet it uh um, horizontally upstairs and downstairs i didn't realize that the guy who actually bought it for me actually flipped the house only two years later because of the bad energy and uh, when we met the person that's renting the upstairs and she's been there for a long time she was nervous because I just kind of showed up yeah. and I just was like, here I am. Hi, we're you two know, randoms. I, Will you let us in your home? And uh, <laughs> I started explaining the house and I started explaining the fact that when I lived there for 26 years growing up in this, my experiences, she let us in like that. Yeah, and then she, she basically said, it explains why no one, no one, no one has stayed in the downstairs suite. Yeah. And also the turnover was like bam, some, bam, 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 bam. Some things that were happening in her part of the house as well. And Jay was like, well, I can give yes. some insight on that. So it was interesting to go back and have that energy still going on. We're actually going to do an episode on it. So don't say too much. Yeah, yeah. That's how we, <laughs> that'll be in, the, in that. But yes, and, and I, I was like in uh, reading about these things back in elementary school. I remember this book that I constantly took out from the library that talked about the brown lady in England. And, and there was a photograph that I kept just on the stairs, the staircase. And you could yep, see- Yep, Rainham Hall. Yes. yes. Yep. And, and, and then you see the light coming off the back of the stairs, but you also see the figure. And I could, you know, you know, that was, those were in the days of film. And, you know, digital, I do a lot of digital photography. I also do film photography, right? But you, there's certain things in that where you can't really fake that. There's not- any real potential for me to look at that photo and say, here's how they could have done it with a mist or something. Cause that's those, that photo, what was that? That was a the long 20s time ago. Or 30s, yeah, 1920s, that something like that. You know, and, and that's what drew me into it yeah. and, and tried to help explain the house that I grew up with, you know, and, and so we both basically are doing this because of childhood ghost trauma. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of like doing comedy, right? I mean, why are you a comic? Oh, trauma. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody who grew up rich is a good comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Rich and well-adjusted. Right. Yeah, no. Laughing's the best cure, right? (laughs) Ian, we mentioned that this this show was set up a little different than some of the other podcasts. Tell people kind of the, uh, the, the way you've got it structured. 
Sure. I mean, I, I even put it, it was funny. I went to start the recording of the very first show and I did not know what I was going to do. And I came up with in the intro, I said, you know, ghosts and bears where we have the actual history with the actual story in the actual place. And I remember like almost looking at myself going, holy crap, that was actually pretty good. And, and that was it. That was the, that was kind of the theme of the show after that was so basically um, we will go, I'll talk about the history of a place. Like we just did an episode on, on Fisgard lighthouse. So we had a great big piece on the history of the lighthouse and, and lighthouses in general and, and kind of what life was like there and why so many of these people didn't do very well there. Uh, and then we actually went to the lighthouse and um, we told stories. We interviewed someone who'd had ghost experiences there. She's a paranormal investigator. We interviewed her. We talked about some of the legends around the lighthouse. Um, and then when I came back to the studio, um, we specifically talked about some of the men who had, um, who were probably still there, who some of the keepers who were still there. So that's kind of the difference what we do. Our first episode, same thing. We did Helmkin Alley and talked about the history of the alley. And then we went to the alley. And we recorded the episode. So sometimes it's pretty funny. I I did one episode out in um, remember Agnes Bings. Yes. And the stupid crow and seagull started having a fight right beside <laughs> me, and I'm like, really, really? But I just left it in there because you know what? That's hey, we're on that's location, so right? Um, they, they were influenced. They, yeah. So that's kind of how we set it up. So I try and do because of doing ghost walks for so long, I've got a ton of stories. Um, and, uh, and I love history. That's a, a piece of it that I really enjoy. And I know Jason does as well. So bringing the two together just seemed like a natural fit. And, uh, um, we just sort of go out there, go to the place. We also talk about, do you feel anything right now? Like, are you sensing anything weird? You know, so we're not doing a full on ghost investigation. That's never going to be me. Um, or, or you, <laughs> we're good. Uh, but, um, in terms of the history and the mystery, oh, all about that. Yeah. That actually would be a good name for a podcast, The History and the Mystery. I bet somebody's right. probably already snagged it. Yeah. <laughs> Parent subsidiary relationship. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll license it. <laughs> Jason, what's uh, what's the your favorite episode you've done and, and for what reason? Uh, it, was it because you really enjoyed the place? Is it because something happened during the recording? What would you say? Is there one episode that stands out above the others? I think the ones when we were in Terrace, mm -hmm. you know, on location, um, I reached out to their investigative group, uh, which was a bit of a surprise to Ian because we were going there for altogether different reasons. And Terrace but, is northern BC, by the way. Yeah, Terrace, British okay. Columbia. Yeah. Um, it's uh, about an hour and a half away from the coastline, uh, northwest coast. Uh, but uh, I, I knew it's a rich history of a lot of murders uh highway 16 is is littered with it's called the highway of tears yeah women go missing there to today yeah like it, a lot of women it, it's a sad sad situation but it's it's something part of the reason what made it memorable is ian's never really discovered that and i rented the car i had a bunch of business meetings yeah. so i figured we kill a few birds with one stone because i'm just that way with making sure things are just so makes for a busy weekend and we're not gonna lie we added <laughs> we added 1200 kilometers to that car in 24 hours <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but <laughs> Uh, but you know, we went to Ayanch, uh, Kitimat, Terrace, Prince Rupert, Kitwenga twice. Like it was, and we we took these guys and they showed us all sorts of things. And 
Ian's never seen that that rugged coastline where the Skeena River yeah. and, and I, I hypothesized I said this is perfect for anyone who wants to make a person disappear because at the widest point of the Skeena River before it exits into the ocean it's got to be a couple three miles wide yeah you can just it, it's and there's no cell service that's the other yeah. critical thing between you leave Terrace and Prince Rupert and there's about an hour and a half where there's nothing, nothing. So yeah, that's going to make you feel super comfortable that he's done all this research and this is the perfect place to get somebody. And the first thing he wants to do is take you there. That's right. He'll be like, hey, let's go to Florida. I want to see the Everglades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so I, I, I pulled another quick one on Ian. I'm like, uh, how fast can you book vacation? Chop, chop, chop. And I, I said, I just checked into my calendar at work. And, you know, it's a good thing we're, we're government workers by day. This <laughs> was like, boom, done. So September 29th, October 5th, I was like, I, I got a deal pop up in my in my American Express. And basically, we were able to fly there to and from for free yeah. and, and and rent the car for free. And Down in have, L.A. Yeah, we have we have a whole bunch of points. So accommodations are free. Yeah. So no charge. Yeah, no charge. Uh, you know, it, so it was just that deal popped up and i'm like okay i i, I can tech if if i can't get all the time i can work remotely right you know like i'm able to tunnel into my workstation at work <laughs> so yeah i think that was probably your favorite though the one going up north. yes yeah. the, the the one up north it's 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 beautiful countryside um we saw a grizzly bear uh we saw endless black bears like 11 like, black bears yeah. oh gosh yeah you know it, real bears real bears. yeah real <laughs> so he took some pictures and posted them on there ironically <laughs> he was able to get it because i was driving right? yeah. so it wasn't very easy for me because some of them did just you know they're bears they just want to go <laughs> the ones i got were the high dens leaving yeah a lot of bear butts <laughs> oh that sounded wrong <laughs> right <laughs> but 100 yeah. i i think that's that's yeah. the one and then and they think you know when we go through and do our big travel trip of you know probably two or three thousand kilometers over the next couple of weeks i'm sure we'll make new amazing adventures in there that we can oh, yeah. share with i'm everyone. excited i want to share the pictures i want to share yeah. the locations and yeah. yeah it's it's fun to share that right yeah. i think that's sure. the best gift the gift is to be able to you know share the culture and share 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 these beautiful towns that have just disintegrated that for me, more than anything, means a lot, right? Yeah. Sandin is is this unusual community that's just. It's in it's the gone. interior of BC, you know, and it it was a uh, silver mine. Silver I mine. I think it was silver mine. Yeah, yeah. and it was massive. Um, you know, three hotels, a couple of theaters. Now there's like four buildings, but there's still a ghost town there. So yeah. we've also really enjoyed doing that kind of thing too. So we'll head off into the wilderness to do that. You so. know, I travel with the intention of just having no expectations. You know, I, I do plan a few things, but I've learned to travel to be in that moment. And that's the best way to do it because yeah. you don't have a GPS guiding you. Yeah. You don't have to be expected to be there in two and a half hours because that, that kind of ruins it. So yeah, my apologies. I digress. I'm looking forward to the next <laughs> little bit. Definitely way different than Chevy Chase and the first vacation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ian, same question. What about you? Is there an episode that stands out above the others? I think uh, for me, it was the Agnes Bings episode um, only because I had done that story a number of times on the ghost walk and, and there's a lot of speculation about who murdered her. And if you haven't heard, it's a great episode to listen to. That's the one with the, the crow and the seagull fighting. Um, but I had this uh, lady come on, her name's Dawn and she is um, a sensitive, a medium. 
and her thing, her take on it, and usually it's like, oh, we heard this voice or we saw this move or whatever. Her take on it was as a medium, the energy of the man who committed the murder was coming to her and was very happy about this and very gleeful that people were still talking about this. And he was a really negative thing. And he was coming to her before she knew anything of the story. And it wasn't until she went on one of the ghost walks that she said, uh, you know, to the, to the owner of the company, she's like, is there a story about, you know, a Ripper style murder? And he said, oh yeah. And he told her the story and she's like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who that is. So she knew about the murderer before she even knew about the story. So she came on and, and kind of shared that. And I thought that was such a great sort of uh, twist on, on the old standby of, you know, we heard this or saw this. She was experiencing right. a whole different thing. Um, and that was really neat. I mean, it's a, it's a compelling story. I mean, you're not going to go wrong with the, uh, the history and the true crime element of it. And it was quite shocking for Victoria at the time, uh, which was pretty hard to do because Victoria is all cute and pretty now, but um, there was a lot of murder going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so the fact Sounds that it like actually it. <laughs> shook people up uh, was, was substantial. But yeah, I think that one was a lot of fun um to do and and uh we've also got some we've a new um couple of new people joined us uh alex newton and chris mcdonald yeah. and alex is a movie maker and he loves ghost stories so he's working with us and he's shooting videos to kind of give people an idea of what they're looking at for the episodes like a window on the episode almost and his very first one was the agnes Binks, and maybe that's why i'm so attached to it because he's like i'm gonna go down and do this and what direction do you have for me and i'm like oh like have you seen my videos they're terrible like well, whatever you want to do buddy and um he just made this amazing video where you're like whoa we look smart this is amazing um and that's just on our ghosts and bears youtube channel anybody can check that out so yeah um okay just, cool very cool yeah it was, they're really good they're it's really a, really good it's in juxtaposition to our garbage yeah i think i filmed one video with my phone out, out, the out the sunroof and, and i see it go like sideways i'm like oh no it's so bad and alex just comes in and he's got like oh, shots and music and, and oh. i'm like uh, oh, oh snippets of a story to yeah. really get your appetite yeah. wet for for hearing wanting to listen and I mine just... looks like a monkey got a hold of a cell phone so <laughs> it's, it's really no comparison so yeah i think the agnes bing one was probably my favorite now obviously ian you you enjoyed your your last podcast yeah uh, you de you developed a community uh you, you know you, you you get to know listeners and all that we we you, you know we have a family here i know you guys had a family there absolutely but from the creative side uh brendan pretty much handled most of that stuff so yeah. this is all fairly new like you said earlier what has been the most rewarding part so far of you doing your own thing mm -hmm. and having most of the creative aspect of it yeah um, I think the freedom of being able to do what I want to do, um, there was a lot, it, it was a lot more tightly controlled. Um, there's a real format that kind of had to be stuck with. And um, so it's been really kind of nice to just be able to go and do it. Oh, we want to do this episode this time. Great. And we've got about three or four episodes. I usually have the story times um, recorded quite ahead of time. Um, and that makes it a lot easier as well. But just having that freedom and Jay will tell you, um, that first couple of weeks when I started up in May and when I, I did the first episode and I got it going, he actually said to me flat out, he goes, oh, you're back. Yeah. There's a spark back. And, and um, 
it, he was so happy to see it. And it has been so rewarding. Part of it is I did it. Like I learned how to do it and I learned how to do the mixing and I got someone in, um, a friend came in and helped me do some of the basics of mixing and, and sound quality and, and soundscaping. And that was huge for me. Um, and it, it, it reminded me again, that if you want help and you need assistance and you need to learn, there is a massive community of people out there who are willing to do that. And that yep. was so humbling to remember that. And then just had people send messages and, and things saying, oh, I'm so glad you're back and I missed you. And that's been so amazing. I am so grateful for it. And um, I think just having people support us has been the most rewarding thing, honestly, but also feeling that excitement come back, feeling that joy come back and knowing that um, we're the captains of the ship and there's no no worries about uh, things happening beyond our control in terms of creative or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think that's probably been the best. And, and I, I, I really didn't realize how um, different it was when you get to have a larger contribution. I really, really enjoyed that. So that's been great. And this guy, oh my gosh, what a support. So he's been amazing. Just what do you need? Well, I think we might need some mics. Okay, we're getting the mics. You know, like he just bought us. Um, so that's been really great uh, to be able to do that and um, um, just, yeah, just run with it and go wherever we want to go. And mostly have a vision of what you want it to be. Like I do have that for sure and that sort of format thing, but also being willing to bend that around what we're doing and who happens to cross our path and like we always do a historical piece to it but this time um not the next episode the next episode's great it's got a public beheading and a, and a murderous <laughs> chase but um the episode after that is actually going to be um a friends of ours house which is a new build um but since they've moved in since the children were born they've had something come repeatedly back and like mimic their voices and um, show up to the kids and semi attack the wife, which mm -hmm. she's not super mm -hmm. cool on. Cause it seems she's got a bit this, I'm saying the energy is a she, but she's got a bit of an attachment to the husband. And um, it's a, it's a really neat story. And it was like, I can't not do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a great story. Um, and while it doesn't fit our prescribed format um i think it's actually really going to work so um i'm excited for that one to go up yeah i've always been um i i guess proud of of uh television shows podcasts whatever who will step out because i mean every once in a while you'll have a a sitcom that decides they're going to do an extremely serious episode for a reason right. or you'll have you know i remember an episode of roseanne one time where the whole thing turned into a musical you know, so yeah. <laughs> you got to admire the fact that somebody will step out and do something a little bit different just because. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's that's what you guys are doing there. And I've seen uh, uh, it's similar to I don't know if you keep up with like BuzzFeed, their unsolved series. But, you know, they they have a format. They go out, they go to the haunted place and, and they do that. And it, but they had a couple of episodes where they had a. I guess a coworker at BuzzFeed that thought that she might've had a haunting and they went to her house and did like the nice. whole thing at yeah. her house. And it, it was like, that was different than what they normally did, but it was cool to see that change of pace on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we're still a baby show, right? Like we've only got seven, eight episodes out there. So that's the only part that makes me go, Ooh, is it too soon? And then I'm like, 
Ah, screw it. You can, yeah, we, we can do what we want. Just, and if people hate it and they let us know they hate it, well, we won't do it anymore, you know, but I mean, you don't know until you try. And uh, that's certainly been, I think, both of our um, attitudes towards this. Is this going to work? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, and then you kind of go with it from there. So it's been a blast. We're just having a blast doing this. And and uh, I'm excited to, to see where it's going to go. And, and like I said, for us, it really is about building community. Um, I always end the podcast with a bit of a tagline of, you know, we have, you know, the, the actual history, the actual stories, the actual place. And hopefully one day that place will be with you because we would love it if people say, hey, I have this in my town. This is the history of it. This yeah. is the haunted story. Hey, there's a pretty good chance we'll show up. I mean, we love the road trips. So um, I just think that would be amazing to be able to go in and and go somewhere where, where our listeners said, this is happening here in my town. And, you know, this is the history of it. We'll come. So that's a piece of it as well, right? So it's not just going to be um, Ian and Jason trotting out the old stories from, from Ian's book. Victoria's Most Haunted, available where all books are sold. Um, but uh, it's going to be, um, it's going to be, you know, fresh and dynamic and happening and contributory, right? People, people actually having a piece and having a, a part of this podcast as much as we do. You actually beat me to it, so I'll, I'll reiterate. <laughs> we were going to end on on the book. So you've got how many books out? Right this second. Right this second, I've got Victoria's Most Haunted. I actually have it right here. I can show you. Look there. Yeah, it oh, seems oh, like oh. seems like I heard about that here recently. Have you? <laughs> um, and uh, and Vancouver's Most Haunted comes out. I believe it's slated for October fifth. So that one's coming out. And then I got the green light from my book company to go ahead and do start work on Calgary's Most Haunted. So they're amazing. They've been so supportive. They love the format. They're like, well. This is a formula that works. Let's do it. Let's just, however many books you want to do, we'll print them. So um, I'm, I'm really lucky because that just came out of nowhere too. So, yeah. Can I, can I guess the next two would be Quebec's most haunted and Toronto's most haunted? <laughs> do a sense of pattern here? <laughs> they're, they are pretty big places. Yeah. Well, they said to me, they're like, uh, we have great distribution in Western Canada. So, you know, focus on that. So, um, but no, they're, they're really open. If I can come up with, you know, 30 stories for a town, Hey, uh, there's a good chance I'll do it. <laughs> awesome. If somebody wanted to get the books, where would they catch them at? Best place to do that um, if you're not in Victoria. I mean, there are in all the local bookstores, but Amazon, um, Chapters, Indigo, uh, whatever online book retailer, it's a full on thing. Uh, I've got a, a few of them that I will sell on the ghost walks to sell them and I'll sign them for people. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that Chapters, Amazon, that kind of thing, that's the best place to grab them. Perfect. And what's the best way to keep up with everything ghosts and bears if somebody wanted to? Um, best thing to do is um, hit us up on the website, ghosts and bears. That's the key. Ghosts in bears.com um, is going to be great. Also, we're on Facebook. We've got our Facebook ghosts and bears site. We've got Instagram um, as well. And, um, and the email ghosts and bears at gmail.com if they want to reach out. And then both of us are on Facebook too, just under our names. You want to have a chat. We're always there. So yeah, we're just pretty open. <laughs> awesome. Me and Jason, it was awesome having you guys on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for giving us the time. We're very grateful. Yeah. As usual, I will tell everybody, this is a fantastic show. We only bring shows on that we truly believe in and that we truly enjoy. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I can honestly say, and, and I'm saying this, I'm not leaving it to anybody else to say, 
that the ghost story guys has not been the same since you've haven't been there Ian. Oh, that's and I'm glad to see that you're doing something else. And after that, be willing to bet I'm not the only one out there that thinks so. So if you guys are listening, if you haven't seen yet ghosts and bears, go look it up, listen to the eight or nine episodes that they'll have by the time this actually comes out. Yeah. And uh, leave them a nice review, help them be seen out there. Let's help them get this show off the ground and make sure you tell in the review that you heard about them on Hippily Horror Stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome, guys. Thank you. Stay safe. (laughs) See, I told you that was going to be fun. Yeah. It was fun. So, yeah, there it's even though Ian has a, a name in the business. It's tough when you're starting a new podcast, so that's one of the reasons I wanted to to bring them on is to kind of introduce you guys to the new podcast. Because, like I said, he just kind of disappeared from mm-hmm. from the ghost story guys, and a lot of people were like, well, "Where's Ian at?" And they may not even realize that he started a new podcast. But, yeah. So we really wanted to get the word out there, and and uh, it, they're fun. I think uh, you'll enjoy it. So especially if you like go, him, hearing Ian on Ghost Story guys. This is where he's at now. Go check him out and make sure you leave him a nice review to help him get seen and build this thing up. Absolutely, They deserve it. And make sure that in the review, you tell them that you heard about them on this episode of Hillbilly Horror Story. So they'll know that they got uh, got some love from the show. Absolutely. That would be awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Have a blessed week, guys. We love you.